something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started this show in 2002, and since then, he's recorded over 1,200 shows featuring over 400 different guests. That's a literal who's who in bowling. In 1995, Len finished his lane conditioning relationship with the PBA. That same year, John Davis of the Kegel Company requested for his professional lane maintenance guidance, and he's been with Kegel ever since. It's always fun, it's always informative, and now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, good afternoon. Welcome you to our show and all of our friends that are listening for the first time. We've got a whole lot of new listeners. And for those of you that are new listeners, we started doing these podcasts way back in 2002 in an attempt to pass along information and knowledge. And we decided to interview a variety of bowlers and bowling people to get their stories, their experiences, their tips, and pass all that along to you. We've had all types of executives, pro bowlers, both men and women, pro shop owners, industry leaders, coaches, and you name it. They've all been here with us at one time or another. And we value all of our guests' opinions and never argue with them by keeping everything being very, very positive. And I heard that you have a motto uh, with everything being positive. And our very first guest was a coach, and this week is another one. So our friend and sponsor, Dave Kowalski, told me that I needed to have this gentleman on our show. So here he is, Scott Curtis. Hello, Scott. And Welcome to Phantom Radio. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Well, it's our pleasure. And uh, as I've told people in the past, any friend of Dave's a friend of mine. And I enjoy having you on the show. I enjoyed talking with you the other day. And our, our mutual friend, Dave, he said to me, if you want to talk to a coach, I better talk to Scott Curtis. So I got your number from him. And here we are. So he speaks highly of you. So how long have you known Dave? Um, I've known Dave for about 15 years. He's some kind of a guy. I'll tell you what, I have never met him in person, but we've been friends over the internet for a while now. And he's just a first class individual. And, and I love the guy, but let's start with getting to know you a little bit better. And how old were you uh, when you first started bowling? And where was that? 
Um, I was eight years old and I bowled at the Mid Villa Inn in Middleville, Michigan. Cool. That's a hotbed of bowling, Michigan. I know that for years and years. And uh, Dave tells me there's 7,000 youth bowlers up there. And that's unbelievable. But uh, who got you started and were they actually coaches? Actually, my parents and my grandmother bowled. And it was just something that we, you know, hanging around the bowling alley, watching them bowl. Um, myself and my two younger sisters just kind of got into it and, and ran with it for several years. Um, they no longer bowl. I'm still the only bowler left. <laughs> all right. um, well, you know, um, I tell this to all my guests. Uh, our show is only 25 minutes in length. And there's a reason for that is people don't have the patience anymore to sit by a computer or even a radio and listen to any kind of a show for any length of time. So I've got I've got two or three weeks, maybe months worth of questions to ask you. So if we run out of time, I'm going to have you back again in the near future. So does that sound okay to you? That sounds great to me. All right, my friend. So, you know, I learned a lot uh, from Dave. He, he told me all kinds of stuff about you, but I'm sure there's a whole lot more that we're not, not ever going to get to. But my research on the side is also, also revealed that you were a pretty good bowler at one time. Uh, but what about coaching made you pursue the important aspect of this game or sport? Um, as far as the coaching, um, I just had a love for the uh, sport of softball first and progressed from there with my kids. Uh, wanting me to teach them and their friends how to bowl. And that's how the whole coaching thing got started. Um, I just absolutely love doing it. Well, just to touch base a little bit more on that part, um, I mentioned you were a pretty good bowler back in the day. And and I know a lot of our guests don't like to brag, but how good did you get? Well, I've had uh, three 300 games. And um, when I graduated high school, I actually had sponsorship to go pro. That was way back in the Stone Age. Okay. What about 800? Do you have any of those? Nope. I haven't had any of them yet. I've come close. <laughs> All right. So you're still pretty active bowling? Yes. Cool. So do you do any practicing or do you just tell your kids to uh, practice? <laughs> oh, I'm always practicing on my game because if I'm expecting them to improve, I better work on mine too. So <laughs> that's for sure. You know, uh, we all have some mottos and things like that. And I mentioned one before about you, but uh, I'm kind of intrigued about one of the things that uh, Dave told me to ask you about. And that's the four F's. What are the four F's? What's that all about? Well, the four F's is something I created. Um, when I first started the program and it's focus on the fundamentals to finish strong and have fun doing it. Yeah. The kids got in a lot of trouble with the t-shirts we had made that said four F's rule on it. The teacher <laughs> sent them to the principal's office a few times. So, <laughs> well, you know, in anything, if you can't have some fun doing it, you must go do something else because that's what makes you have a, a much better career at it being, being, having a good sense of humor about it and enjoying yourself. So good for you for that. You know, uh, your coaching resume reveals uh, many successes and all of them um, 
What is the number one favorite success that you've enjoyed with your bowling coaching? Um, the biggest success um, comes from just taking a kid and watching them improve. And, you know, at the end of the year or the end of four years, if I had them for four years, just the smile on their face of the confidence they have and just thank you. And especially from the parents, the reaction from the parents, you know, that they couldn't believe their kid could actually do this. Yeah. There's nothing better than watching a kid grow that way. Uh, fundamentally, um, you know, as far as bowling goes, uh, people think that it's easy when they watch the pros on TV, you know, maybe never miss the pocket. Uh, a lot of that depends on the type of lane condition they're bowling on and things like that. And a lot of people don't even understand the lane conditioning because there are some tournaments where these guys average 235, others where they average 20. And uh, usually at the major tournaments, the lanes are tougher. And at the regular tournaments, they're a little bit easier. Uh, and I understand that you understand all that too. And that's one of the things that we try to pass along to our students uh, about the different types of lane conditions there are. Um, how deep into that do you get? Or you just stick with the basic physical fundamentals? I guess I don't know what you consider by deep. I mean, I understand how to read an oil pattern and a lot of the transition that a lane's going to create because of the way that the oil is set up. Um, and it helps line the kids up, you know, as the tournament goes on, we make adjustments because you have to. Well, for sure. It's just like life. I tell everybody bowling is like life. If you don't make adjustments as you go along, you're going to be in deep trouble. <laughs> but there's, there's so many aspects of the fundamentals of the game. Um, I like to talk to my students about, you know, there's four phases of bowling, you know, it's the physical game, the mental game, the equipment part of it, the lining up to strike, and also adjustments and to make your spares. Then there's one other part of the game that I think is the most important, and that's the mental part. Do you talk mentally with these kids too, or do you just worry about the physical fundamentals? Oh, the mental, the mental game is what can make or break your game with really quick. Um, so I talk a lot about that. Um, I've got videos that I have them watch um, about the mental game um, to give them, you know, an idea that it's not just me that believes that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, that's a big part of, of teaching them, you know, part of that part of the game. Boy, that's for sure. It's kind of funny that uh... – not funny, but it's ironic that the best players always have the best mental game, not only in bowling, but everything else, uh, football, baseball, basketball, golf. You, you look at the top players, they're the ones with the, the best mental games. Um, uh, we haven't talked anything about your certification, anything like that, but before we go, do, uh, there's a fellow that I've been around for 30 years, 35 years actually, uh, his name is Bill Hall. He worked on the player's truck out there on the road. He drilled balls, and he's one of the best coaches in the world, and he's never had any certification whatsoever. Uh, he learned by watching and learning and working with some of the greatest players. So uh, do you have any kind of a certification at all? Um, I'm a USBC bronze certified coach. Um, was going to go for my silver, but COVID kind of – put a kibosh on that for a while. 
Okay, good. So, but you got a coaching background, like yeah. you mentioned earlier about softball and dealing with kids. You know, it's a whole new animal when you're talking to the kids. Yeah. So let's go a little bit deep into your uh, softball coaching. Um, it's near and dear to my heart. My son's daughter just got a scholarship uh, to a small college in Wisconsin, and she's one heck of a softball player. And I played some ball when I was a kid, and my son also has been a ball player. He's still playing, in fact. Uh, he's 63 years old. He's still playing fast pitch with wooden bats. So he can tell you all kinds of statistics, who played third base for Cincinnati back in 1950. He knows it all. So we know a lot about softball. Uh, were you a softball player too? Well, I, I grew up playing baseball. And then um, after that, I eventually played fast pitch softball. I was primarily a catcher, um, catcher and a little bit of outfield if they wanted to give me a break. Um, but uh, yeah, the coaching started basically with my kids and wanting to get involved in the community. All right, so are you still actively coaching the kids, or do you have some teams that you're involved with? Tell us a little um, bit more about your coaching softball. Well, no, I haven't done that for quite a while. Um, basically, when I moved away from the little town of Reese, um, I pretty much stopped the softball part of it, and the bowling just really took over. Um, I have had quite some success with fast-pitch softball with girls' teams. So... I don't want to get into a gender problem here with anybody, but are the boys easier to coach or are the girls easier to coach? I would say at the softball level, the girls are easier to coach, easier to coach. Um, bowling, it's the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because softball can get pretty physical too. Uh, these kids nowadays, I mean, it's elevated. All the colleges, the major colleges have softball teams and they're all really good in fact uh, my other son had a granddaughter my granddaughter with him uh, she was all team usa and the whole nine yards uh, in fact she got a part-time job chasing foul balls down the line at dodger stadium and when she went to college they asked her if she wanted to play on the men's team too and she said no nah, i'll stick with the women so <laughs> kids are too much aren't they yeah, they, they can bring you a lot of satisfaction and a lot of heartache. Well, that's what all this gray hair is on my beard. Like that, that's the kids. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, you know, you grew up in sports, softball, baseball, hardball, the whole nine yards, bowling. Uh, you had some desire. You had some passion for the game. What was the one thing that turned you into coaching? Just the opportunity to make a difference um, and help the youth in my in my town and then just continue it, just continue it wherever I went. Um, my grandma told me a long time ago that that's what I was, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what I was put here to do was to help the youth, you know, younger kids and even these young college kids. Okay, so you say you've known Dave for 15 years or so. Um... You know, when I talk to him, he sounds a whole lot like you. I mean, he puts it all back into it, and I'm sure you do too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's the, actually the first person I met to start the high school program where I was at. 
So he's telling me that there's a somebody he's going to be putting into the Hall of Fame coming up. Do you know who that person is? In the coaching Hall of Fame up there. Yeah, yeah, Mike Rhodes out of Battle Creek, yeah. Now, is yep. he a softball coach or basketball or bowling or no, what? He's, he's bowling. He was all bowling. He coached uh, Battle Creek Penfield for a long time. A lot of state titles, individuals, and teams. Um, he actually come to my golf outing, the golf outing here in the fall. So, ah, so you put one of those on too. That's cool. <laughs> you still there? Yep. Okay. Um, getting back to Dave for a second, because he actually – he raved about you so much. He he kind of forced me to put you on the show. He says, because this guy's got as much passion as I got. And I don't think I've ever met anybody with more passion than Dave. So I feel honored to have the two of the most passionate coaches around on my show. So <laughs> do you do you feel that uh, you and him are pretty similar as far as that kind of stuff goes? Um, I would have to say so. I would say he's... Um... As far as passion, um, he just has it probably as stronger, stronger than I do, really. Um, passion of teaching teaching this sport and getting it out there so people know that it, you know, that it's out there. All right. So you mentioned you had kids. Uh, how old are they now? Um, my oldest is thirty, um, has a master's degree, and then I've got one that's twenty eight, has got a bachelor's degree, and one that's twenty six that has a bachelor's degree. So in another way, you're like him, you know, your kids have already grown and probably gone away, but you're still coaching. A lot of coaches, once their kids are done, they're done coaching because they've done enough. But you guys, I know Dave's son, he, he's moved away to someplace else and you guys are still hard at it. Uh, I, I did some research on him too. And he's like an idol up there at the school where he, He's a coach. Uh, in fact, he showed me a couple of videos marching around the campus, and uh, everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. So I'm sure you're the same way. Oh yeah, I I, I look up to him quite a bit, and um, you know, he's known in that area um, where I go back to where I raised my family. I don't have a name Scott Curtis anymore. It's Coach. Even kids I coached 10, 15 years ago. Hey, there's Coach. So it's kind of a, a neat title to have. You know, it really is. In fact, I was just talking to my son yesterday. Uh, I asked him a trivia question. Who's, whose name is Coach Prime? Uh, Deion Sanders now is known as Coach Prime. And so you're just named Coach. So that, that's really cool. That puts you in an elite position. Uh, I'm so proud of you guys because teaching these kids, obviously, they are our for future. And if we don't have the kids coming up, the game is doomed. So do you have some superstar bowlers that we can look forward to meeting someday? Oh, I've actually got uh, 15 recruits coming in this month. Um, a couple of them out of the state of Illinois uh, that were all staters. Um, a couple from Indiana. Um, so I just got to get them in and get them assigned, and then I'll send you a list. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll follow up on that because that's what I'm involved in now. I've got a junior tournament club going. Uh, the kids under 18, uh, we want them to learn as much as they can. We're going to pass along knowledge and information. Uh, one of the things that we do is to get them to listen to the show. If they listen and they send me a note, I send them a prize. 
and it's free for these kids to join. Uh, we're not out here to make any money on them. We got Dave. He's, he's actually the main guy. Without him, we wouldn't have this club. But uh, there's four of us that are volunteers. Uh, one of them is Sam Villarreal. He's that caricature artist that does a good job. You see a lot of his stuff on, on Facebook. And then Brian Hirsch, he's a young guy. He's got a son that still bowls. He's 10 years old. And this kid sleeps with his bowling ball. He, he's a bowling nut. And uh, and myself, you know, besides Dave and, and Sam and, and Brian, there's a four of us that are volunteers. We're not here to make any money. We're here to pass along our knowledge and any information that we get. And we get people like you to come on and talk about the future of bowling with the kids and, and your instructional ideas. Do you have one secret that you'd like to teach your kids that you don't think anybody else does? Um, the biggest thing is the equipment that you have. Get to know what every single ball in your bag does. How far you can go left or right with it. Uh, just a, a standard shot. So when things change and everybody panics, you don't have to panic. You make a little adjustment and off you go. Boy, that's great. Um, you know, I was also the tournament director of the PBA Western Region. And besides being a lane man, I've heard every excuse known to mankind about the lanes being different and this and that. And now, <laughs> excuse me, that's my phone, but that's all right. It must be somebody wanting to complain about the show already. It must be a bowler. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, what I was going to say is, I've heard it all, and so what I recommend now, and I have for many years, is for every bowler to have what I call an emergency bag. A bag with a ball in it that hooks. No matter if there's ice on the lane, this ball will hook. And another ball in that same bag goes so straight that it wouldn't even hook on sand because I don't ever want to see one of my coach, one of my kids come back and say, I didn't have the right ball, you know. This way, it eliminates an excuse because a lot of people have excuses to lose, and we don't want to have that in their in their repertoire. So that's one of my main tips that I like to give kids. Well, I like to, you know, that's the biggest thing is kids don't know what they have in their bag. And if they learn what they've got in their bag, they're going to be, the scores are going to go up. They're going to be, you know, stronger contributors to their team, you know, in any program they're in, really. Yep. You know, uh, Back in the day, I don't, I don't know about your tournaments having practice sessions, but a lot of times you'll see the kids down there practicing. They'll get on a pair, and they'll strike for 15 minutes. And I'll go down, and I'll say, what are you doing? Oh, I got a great shot. Well, what are they like over on 29 and 30? I don't know. I haven't been over there yet. I said, well, are you going to hit that pair tomorrow? Yeah. You don't even know what it's like. So work on your weaknesses, not on your strengths. Yeah. Well, Scott, I'm looking at the old clock in the wall, and I told you it was the fastest show in all the sports. I still got 10 or 12 more questions to ask you, so I'm going to ask you to come back again in the near future uh, when I open up with a couple more spots uh, available, and it'll give you some more time to think about what you want to talk about. Maybe it'll tell me a couple of stories, because people like to hear the tips that we give them from the pros, not only the pro bowlers, but pro coaches like yourself, they also like to hear stories. So tips and stories are what the 
listeners like to hear. So you got anything to say in closing? Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, what I'm doing is a dream come true. And to be able to take a program and build it from the ground up is something that I'm really, really excited about. The school is excited. And um, I just can't wait to get started next fall. All right. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to look forward to be talking to you again and find out how your team's coming along and how these recruits are. Are they panning out for you and things like that? But the old clock on the wall does tell me that we're out of time. And I can't believe how quickly the time flies in the show. And it's probably why they say it's the fastest show in all the sports. But once again, I want you to know that I really appreciate you being on with us and giving our listeners all the information that you did. I really enjoyed talking with you and thanks again for taking the time to be here with us and you take good care of yourself and hopefully we'll meet somewhere down the road. So Phantom fans, that's going to wrap up another show for this week and hope that you all enjoyed it. You enjoyed hearing from Scott Curtis. Look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have yet another interesting guest to talk to and we sincerely want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling Products, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and also our good friend Dave Kowalski. Have them coming back to you each and every week and each and every year. And also a special shout out to our good friend Dave, which I've mentioned again, and he's in the Mohegan Hall of Fame, Dave Kowalski. And in closing, I want to pass along our condolences to our good friend Bill Christman, who passed away. He's a giant in the bowling world, and he will be missed. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled And you need some love and care And nothing, well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon